Patterns In presenting a comprehensive explanation of the Six-Day War's origins, two features in the story must be emphasized. The first is the antagonistic relationship between the civilians and the generals. The conflict between the Israeli cabinet and the IDF's general staff was mirrored on the other side of the border in Egypt, where as early as 1962, President Gamal Abd al-Nasser felt he had lost control over the army. During 1965 to 1967, he found it hard to withstand the pressure applied by Abd al-Hakim Amer, his vice president and supreme commander of the Egyptian armed forces, to remilitarize Sinai. And in Syria, the army actually took matters into its own hands by launching two military coups in 1963 and in 1966. From that point onward, Syria's policy toward Israel became much more confrontational. In short, the three major combatants of the Six-Day War saw their generals leaning on civilians to take belligerent action. That in itself is not entirely surprising. The copious literature on civilian-military relations predicts some degree of friction between the two parties due to their different roles and life experiences. As a rule of thumb, generals hold a conflict-centered worldview and are quicker to resort to force in response to international crises. They tend to support an offensive doctrine that enhances the army's prestige, autonomy, and resources. Civilian leaders, however, are prone to seek international cooperation and practice diplomacy to resolve conflicts. They also strive to limit the resources allocated to military use to enable spending on social services, which helps to buy electoral support. The theory of civilian-military relations also assumes that this inherent tension is better managed in developed democracies than in developing dictatorships. In North America and Western Europe, civilians may rely on a robust civil society and strong state agencies, the police, secret services, education, and so on, to tame the military. In contrast, third world countries possess weak institutions and strong armies. Many armed forces in Africa and the Middle East originate in the pre-independence era, when they engaged in struggles against colonial governments. This granted them prestige and strengthened the military tendency to disobey civilians, who were traditionally part of the colonial administration. In addition, civil society tends to be weaker in post-colonial countries, which accept the rule of the gun indifferently. To some degree, this explains the different patterns of civil-military relations in Israel, Egypt, and Syria. In Israel, the most developed of the three, the government had to respond to strong pressures exerted by the military during the 1960s, but it was not, nor had it ever been, in real danger of being removed from power. In Egypt, the most industrially developed Arab country, Nasser's fear of a coup made him take risks he would not have taken otherwise. The decision to defy Israel in May 1967, which Nasser tried earlier to avoid, is a prime example. In Syria, the least developed of the three countries, a coup had occurred and the country had been effectively under military rule since 1966. As we shall see, civil-military relations in Syria, Egypt, and Israel were fraught with tension ever since the late 1940s. Nevertheless, Confrontation between politicians and officers became more acute in all of these countries during the 1960s. 
The fact that these internal processes happened almost simultaneously in the three countries suggests that domestic politics alone cannot explain the turn of events that translated into the Six-Day War. This should draw our attention to the second factor, the pervasive issue of balance of payments crises. From 1962 onward, Egypt had been buying from the world more than it was selling to it. Israel had the same problem, and for that reason, both Nasser and Prime Minister Levi Eshkol implemented recessionary measures in 1965, triggering an economic slump that eroded their popularity. But while Israel's unemployed brandished placards with the slogan, Bread Jobs, as they marched in the streets, Egyptian workers and farmers, whose wages were constantly being eroded, could not risk the same public defiance. Behind closed doors, though, vicious jokes were told about the once revered dictator. We can...